Welcome to the Greater Southington Business Podcast, the local podcast that tells you stories behind the products, services, and nonprofits you interact with every day. This episode is sponsored by Northshire Consulting, your local independent investment advisory firm. Here's your host, Brian Williams. On this episode, I'm here with Katie, the Director of Community Development for the Dementia Program here in Southington. So I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me. I am, as you said, Katie, Katie O'Leary Bannister. I'm the Director of Community Development for Live Well, which people will probably remember was called for almost 30 years, the Alzheimer's Resource Center here in Plantsville. As the Director of Community Development, I am leading an initiative, a grassroots community initiative to have Southington become hopefully the first dementia-friendly community in Connecticut. Okay. And when did this program start? We're in our second year. So Live Well um, uh, enjoys the support for this initiative uh, from the the Bradley Barnes and Lila Upson Barnes uh, Memorial Trust at the Main Street Community Foundation. So they are supporting this initiative to make Southington, the first dementia-friendly community where people who are living with dementia are included and supportive and enjoy a a good quality of life. Okay. So where did this idea come from uh, locally and then nationally? Sure. Well, actually, it came from national first. Actually, it came from abroad first. This this is actually about 20 years ago. uh, Dementia-friendly began in the UK and only in the US since about 2015. Okay. So we got involved a couple years ago, so in 2017, uh, and we being Live Well, uh, about 130 people live with us because we do um, we are dementia specific so people live with us either in assisted living or skilled nursing and uh, this aligns with our uh, our belief uh, that to to live well uh, in the community uh, because most people with dementia do live in the community not at facilities right. like ours uh, you need a supportive community so it was a real match in terms okay. of um, what we believe in so in addition to being a a community initiative leader. We are a um, the lead for Dementia Friends Connecticut. So I know this gets confusing. Okay, sure. So Dementia Friendly America right. um, it has a program called Dementia Friends. And Dementia Friends is an hour-long information session where people come and it is um, a really great way to learn a little bit. And Brian, I know you're a Dementia yes. Friend. So yep. So you learned a little bit about dementia. Mm-hmm. You heard from somebody who's living with dementia. So you got a, an idea, yes. first, you know, first person idea of what that's like. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you met one person with dementia, you've met one person. Right. But you did get a little bit of an insight. Uh, and uh, and then you also, as did your colleagues mm-hmm. at, at the uh, session, learn a little bit, too, about small ways you can be helpful and supportive. Right. And of course, when somebody is living with a disease and Alzheimer's is caused by diseases of the brain, right. uh, it's the most dominant or its most prevalent kind of dementia is Alzheimer's, accounting for up to about 80% of dementias, but there are about 100 different kinds. Mm. Um, When somebody is living with dementia, of course, the people who love them are living with it too. So we as a community want to find as many ways as possible to step up and support them. One of my favorite, favorite (laughs) quotes is by Ram Das, which is, we are all just walking each other home. And that is what this initiative is all about. And as you remember from the session, just even being a dementia friend, it's super basic. It is. Isn't it? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But it's the little things that you don't think about. Suddenly it it makes you think about those. Exactly. You know, one thing that's really interesting about dementia, when you think about it as a disability, it's kind of invisible. Mm, You know, you can see if somebody's got, you know, a wheelchair or an oxygen 
oxygen mask or something like that. But if they are experiencing cognitive change, mm -hmm. it's pretty invisible for, for right. possibly quite a while. Right. And as you know, they're very good at hiding it early on, too. Well, that, that can be part of it because yeah. of the stigma and the isolation, which mm -hmm. is another big part of this movement is to help eliminate that. But I think you'd agree that after becoming a dementia friend, it kind of puts it on your radar sure. such that when you're out in the community and uh, you might notice somebody who looks a little, maybe a little at a loss, maybe a little befuddled and and it might then occur to you now, having been through the session, that, mm -hmm. gee, I wonder if that person is experiencing some change and maybe could use some help. And right. I've had this happen, um, actually, in uh, a neighboring community. I was in the town center, and I noticed an older woman standing uh, with her purse, just kind of almost kind of looking a little bit at a loss. Mm -hmm. And I looked at her for a few minutes and I wondered and I walked up to her and I introduced myself and I said, hey, is there anything I can help you with? Right. And she explained that she was waiting for her son who was going to park the car and that they were right. going to be going to the restaurant. But she thanked me for asking. Yeah. And I honestly don't think prior to this work mm -hmm. that it would have occurred to me. Gee, I wonder what's going on. Right. I wonder if she could use some help. I don't think it would have occurred to yeah. me. Right. And it is an important uh, thing that you say in the program about if you've met one, you've met yeah, one because absolutely. they they are so different just in the different types of dementia itself, but then the different personalities and how people deal with it. And also the way it comes, comes and goes. Somebody might get in the car and know exactly where they're going and what to do and pull into that parking spot and it's gone, you know, so to recognize that in the community is important. Yeah. And all of these brains of ours are different. And I'm mm -hmm. not an expert on dementia, but I've come to learn that, you know, every single part of our brains does different things. And when the disease hits yeah. the various parts of your brain, it's going to affect different functionality, different things. And as you said, you've got a personality, sure. there's all kinds of variables, but bottom line is the way we take care of each other is by helping yeah. to support whatever the need is. Yeah. And the, the program, it's important that people understand it's not just for people going through it or for family members. Mm. It really is a, a community it's program. It's absolutely for everybody. And in fact, um, uh, we did it uh, for a group, uh, STEPS here in, in mm -hmm. Southington, a wonderful, wonderful group. I forget what they call their leadership team of uh, middle and high school students. Oh. And they did a session that was hosted at the police department last year. And they were fantastic. And they got a lot out of it. So I think that it is such that it's very accessible for, you know, um, probably middle school age children mm -hmm. and my sons who are in their early 20s have, have come and good. it's really good for everybody and yeah. it's it's very 101-ish in terms of um it's just for the lay person right. to have a better understanding right there's not a big test at the end there is not a big <laughs> test at the end you get a button at the end yes. so it's, it's yep. all good yep and so you're doing some schools and some non-for-profits and you're also rolling out this to businesses yeah so thank so so we're at a point now in our second year of the initiative here in Southington where and this town has been so supportive and and the leadership the town council uh town manager Mark Shoda uh there's been a lot of interest so there's been I think we've made about 700 dementia friends so wow. far in town and these are people who who have attended the session that we've been discussing that you've attended um and now the next step really is for actual training mm -hmm. such that people who in their jobs, whether, and this is across the sector, sure. so, you know, banking, financial, the library, people in their jobs who have direct customer or client contact might have a little bit more of a sense of there might be some cognitive change going on here. And here are some things that I can do, some communication tips, mm -hmm. some things that I can do to be supportive. Sure. And and we are beginning that. Uh, actually, the library, which has been fantastic and really led the way on this initiative, um, is our first 
training and that's okay. going to happen next week. So not only has the whole library staff, all but two people, one I think <laughs> is new and the other one may have been gone that day, all but two of the library staff are dementia friends. Okay. And uh, the library has uh, made some physical changes, which is so terrific. Right. Uh, turned one of the bathrooms into a family bathroom, which mm -hmm. is really important. Um, they've also widened some aisles. Uh, they've done some things that um, that just, you know, have, have made things easier. They've also been hosting uh, a monthly memory cafe. Okay. So a memory cafe is very cool. And a lot of people don't know what it is. <laughs> so let me tell you. Okay. Um, a memory cafe is a social gathering for people who are living with dementia, along with the person who's loving them, who cares for them. So their care partner. Okay. Um, it is uh, a place where you kind of check your dementia or your diagnosis or even your pre-diagnosis at the door mm -hmm. and just come together with people having a shared experience for um, a little socializing, little little food and beverage, you know, little yeah. little bit of very little, but some, sure. some food um, and then an activity. Okay. And so that's what it is. It's a way to help address, uh, because of the stigma of dementia, it's important to have places in a dementia-friendly community where folks can come and gather. Uh, so that's what it is. What it isn't, which is equally as important, mm -hmm. it's not a sport group, right. it's not a day program, and it's not respite care. Right. This is people with the disease and their partner. Mm -hmm. um, and they're fantastic. They really are just that power, as you know, I'm sure, sure. of coming together with people having a shared experience. Okay. And so the library's been hosting one of those. Right. And that is on the second Tuesday of the month, okay. downstairs in the classroom. And that is from 1 until 2.30. Okay. Registration is not necessary. And that's an important component because sometimes, or often even, um, you don't know how things are going to go on right. any given day. Sure. So it's nice to be able to just go when you can go and not go when you can't go. Right. And, and uh, so we're thrilled to have one of those in the okay. community at the library. And is that the type of session that's led by somebody or is it just simply people coming together? Well, it is hosted. So mm -hmm. so uh, Liz uh, Jube at the library, who's the director of adult programming, and I co-host that. Okay. Um, but it's really kind of, it's interesting too. Uh, this is only our fourth month. Next week will be the fourth meeting. A group has really come together and what it turns into mm -hmm. is not not that there won't always be newcomers because there are, sure. um, but it kind of evolves to be what the group wants. So we've right. done some fun activities that we always check in, you know, what what did you like? What should we do more of? What sure. would you enjoy? And, and so it's just kind of, you know, evolving. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that the library has done. The library has also developed a program called Take Me Back Totes. Okay. So these are um, bags of material, uh, media library materials that can be borrowed that are thematic. Hmm. So there's a Take Me Back Tote for the 1940s, and there's one for cooking, and it is filled with things that will kind of spur conversation and and bring back bring back some memories or talking points for folks it gives it gives people at home and their caregivers something to do around a theme and um and it's been really popular and those can be borrowed and 
speaking of borrowing, another <laughs> cool thing that the library yeah. has done is that you can actually, if you have dementia, you can actually get a, a library card that will give you, it won't look any different from anybody else's, but right. in the system, if you ask, you will have an extended loan period. Oh. And that is because it may take a little longer sure. to finish a book. Right. So the library has just been super responsive. And wow. um, the training means that they will have a decal on the door Great. that says that they are supportive of this initiative. And that, of course, whether it be a business or a sure. library or a restaurant, sends the message that you are welcome here and we have a sense of how to best support you. Right. And I know the library, as they sort of plan out their new building, that's an area of focus oh, yeah. for them, too, as far as being... ADA compliant and Just all of wonderful. that. So, yeah, yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, if you're going to have a community center like that, that you know, libraries are a lot different than they were 10 or 20 years ago. They're Aren't really, they? they're not just a, it's like you know, not your quiet. grandma's library. No, it's no. Not. they're so not quiet and they're so wonderful. And right. in fact, I refer, I heard uh, libraries referred to recently as the community's living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, really that is true. just the perfect term. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you see people there who are starting businesses. You see people after school working on projects yeah. and all sorts. There's of a stuff. vitality and an energy. Yeah. And so, what better place mm -hmm. for people who are living with dementia to come and feel welcome? And right. and and, uh, and uh, it's just I I look forward to having you know more than one location in town. But yeah. this is a great first start. Right. You know that there are only about three in Connecticut that are in kind of true neutral community wow. settings. <laughs> we have one here at Live Well, which is awesome. And that's on the third Wednesday night of the month. Okay. But uh, in terms of being in the community, uh, libraries are a great, a great spot. Okay. Yeah. So as far as the dementia friendly community, is there a specific number of things that you have to do or a certain period of time to get that stamp of approval or something. Yeah, and it, 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 you know, I, I appreciate too, it's it's not a certification. Yeah. It's really not. And and the decal says proud to support dementia-friendly uh, Southington with the website, which by the way is uh, dementiafriendsct.org. Okay. And if you go there, you have a couple of great videos that are helpful in, in kind of understanding uh, how to best, uh, what a, well, one of them is what a dementia-friendly community looks like, which people always are curious about. Sure. You know, what is that? And the other one is one I love out of Minnesota that is five people living with dementia who are speaking to the five key messages of Dementia Friends, okay. and it's really powerful. And those but, are the ones from the, are they the ones in the course? The, uh, yes, the, you did see yeah, those. So you did yeah, see those. Yeah. yeah. Those are good. Yeah, they are very good. Yeah. yeah. But to your question, what is what does a business do? So a business would have a majority of their personnel or their staff who interact with customers or clients attend a training. The training is about 90 minutes, um, and it really just uh, gives people a sense of how they might recognize, not diagnose, God forbid, right. but recognize when, when cognitive change might be, might be happening, how to communicate, communicate effectively uh, with individuals with dementia, and um, also have a sense of how to be a resource, maybe mm -hmm. uh, information to share. You know, so it's pretty basic, right. but again, to our earlier conversation, it puts it on the radar. Mm -hmm. And there are places, I'm thinking, you know, banks with bank tellers, sure. um, restaurants with wait staff. There are people who are, you know, retailers who are interacting directly. Mm -hmm. And this sort of information will make them all that much better right. when it comes to customer service and sure. and just recognizing the needs of their customers and clients. Right. And I imagine certain businesses that have a regular clientele are more likely to notice some of those changes. You're, that's and, a really good point. And that is yeah. absolutely the case. And that's your regular, that's your regular library patron, that sure. your regular restaurant customer. So this just kind of puts that light bulb on mm. that says, huh, and then uh, makes them more aware. 
uh, you know, we are also working uh, live well, uh, thanks to a, a grant, an ACL grant is working to develop uh curriculum that is an even deeper dive training wise wow. uh, than what you and I have been discussing for first responders, mm. as well as for Meals on Wheels or Bread for Life, uh, their volunteers who are often in situations where they need to have even more, uh, more, um, a deeper interaction. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And more information. Yeah. And some of them in the Southington community have already had at least some training. on that. Exactly. Thing. And it, yeah, we differentiate, you know, the Dementia Friends information session mm -hmm. is really just information. And now we're moving into training so okay. so that when we reach a point where the training is is being delivered to various sectors mm -hmm. we will consider ourselves you know a dementia friendly community knowing that you can never be completely right. dementia friendly but you are working on it all the time and part of this um to your earlier question too about how businesses can participate we ask that they sign a, an agreement mm -hmm. that they will designate somebody to kind of be the check-in for a refresh right. because of course as you know there's turnover sure. so Absolutely. how do you as a restaurant or a retailer or any of these places you know when you're onboarding new employees mm -hmm. or when some time has passed how do you how do you deliver a refresher and we right. we will likely develop a version of it online okay um, that's kind of a work in progress, sure. but we do ask that you kind of give us somebody to stay in touch with such that we can come and, you know, redo a refresh training or mm -hmm. somehow keep us all as fresh as we can be with information. Okay. And how are you promoting that uh, with businesses? Is it something you do through the chamber or other chambers locally? Uh, we, we certainly, Barbara at the chamber and I, uh, the new executive director have talked about this. Um, uh, we really have a, um, an awareness campaign that is kind of growing now that we've established the training and the, the uh, uh, criteria of the training. Uh, we have a team of wonderful volunteers who we call our Dementia Friendly Southington Action Team. And okay. this is a group of um, stakeholders in town, uh, probably almost 20 of us now, who are, you know, folks that, you know, your listeners would probably recognize who have been spreading the word in their own organizations as well as advancing the initiative across town. So to your question, yeah. we are, you know, the Observer has had a couple, two, three even four stories at this point about the initiative and just getting the word out. Sure. You know, people can certainly contact me. I'll give a phone number if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So reach me here at LiveWell, uh, which is at 860-628-3062. Um, or maybe even easier is uh, I'll give you an, a, an email address here, the letter K O'Leary. So K-O-L-E-A. RY at livewell.org. So either way, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll reach me and happy to answer any questions. You can also visit the website, which sure. we were talking a little bit about. The videos are very cool. And there's more information about Dementia Friends sessions. And that's at DementiaFriendsCT.org. Okay. And let's talk a little bit about Southington's leadership on that, because I think this is pretty unique as far as uh, the number of towns that are working on this in the state and even nationally, right? Yeah, no, nationally, it's interesting. There's uh, this actually, I always got a kick out of this because I'm originally from the Midwest. Mm. Uh, Minnesota, actually, land of the covered dish yeah. is actually the furthest ahead on this because okay. years ago, and I can't tell you what year, but years ago, they actually kind of went to the UK and brought it over here mm. uh, such that there are lots of dementia friendly communities in Minnesota. Um, in about mid 2015, it uh, then was established Dementia Friendly America and they 
borrowed a lot from Act on Alzheimer's, which is what Minnesota was calling their, their okay. movement. So, um, so slowly, I think all but one state now has some sort of activity mm -hmm. going on. Um, Connecticut is just, uh, you know, here in Southington, as well as in Greenwich, you know, we're digging in on this. Other communities are, are uh, we've got Dementia Friends Champions okay. all over the state now. Uh, we've been working with the... Uh, the uh, area agency on aging here in the state, especially the the north central of the five offices, um, champions are people who have become dementia friends and then taken it one step further right. and gotten trained so that they can deliver information sessions. So that's kind of how the movement is stepping out. There are just shy of three thousand dementia friends now in Connecticut. So wow. people like you sure. who have become dementia friends by virtue of going to the uh, information session. Okay. So this is really gaining traction. Right. Um, it's important because there probably are, oh, we estimate at this point, about 78,000 people in Connecticut who are mm -hmm. living with dementia. We, if you apply kind of your World Health Organization statistics, looking at demographics sure. and you look at Southington, mm -hmm. could be as many as about 3,600 people wow. here in our town, some of whom live at LiveWell or, you know, other, you know, Hartford Healthcare properties sure. or other places. Um, but most, probably up to 70% live at home. Yeah. So that means that they need the real support of their communities because their caregiver, and mm -hmm. I've read that it takes like an average of three caregivers to, to really kind of pull sure. this off and, and, and manage this together. Um, they're in the community. They need transportation. I was very excited to see that <laughs> we are on our way to getting a public bus route right. through town yep. because we need transportation. Sure. It can't be dementia friendly if you can't get there. Right, especially with the weather we have. Well, right. So there's all kinds of important components to this. Um, mm -hmm. I, I look forward and I haven't really established any relationships yet with the supermarkets in okay. town, but boy, that is a place where you really need to, I think, in the interest of best serving your customer, be be aware when somebody's sure. experiencing change and recognize that when somebody puts something in their purse or starts munching on produce, it mm -hmm. may not be anything more than just forgetting the protocol. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I would invite any grocers who are interested or any business owners sure. or organizations to get in touch and let's start working with your staff. And um, it's a win win. Because I think, you know, all of us who are involved with customer service want to give the best service sure. and want to be equipped with all the tools that we have at our disposal right. to best communicate with folks. Yeah. And how about you personally? How did you get involved in this? I was actually, I came uh, here about a year and a half ago from Leadership Greater Hartford. So I was in uh, Hartford okay. uh, working on community development, leadership development. And so this mm -hmm. was a natural fit. And as I mentioned earlier, I personally believe so deeply that we are all walking each other home. Right. And so this appeals to my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I've fallen in love with this town. This, this, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this town is funny. One of my, one of my first impressions of, of Southington was, uh, driving down Main Street on uh, on a Wednesday morning and seeing all the chairs set up for the Wednesday <laughs> right, night music. I thought, right. oh my God, <laughs> <You know. laughs> where am I? Yeah. Oh, but you know, Ron Brown and uh, First Congregational Church. And mm -hmm. I mean, they're just our stakeholders, uh, you know, Deputy Chief uh, Bill Palmieri and Donna Ayer at, you know, we at Bread for Life and we've got Kieran and Jolene mm -hmm. at the Y. We've got such wonderful people. Yeah. 
uh, Val de Palo and just such wonderful people. Soka and Mary de Croce has just mm -hmm. been awesome. We've got people just digging in on this yeah. and it's it's the kind of town Southington is. I know. And that's hard when you start naming names. Well, it is because I don't want to want to leave anybody out, but it's <laughs> it's just been a fantastic <laughs> effort. Um uh, and and uh, people can get involved. And I think a good way to start this conversation is to come to a Dementia Friends right. information session, learn mm -hmm. a little bit about the movement, and then take it where you will. And also, any of your listeners who know somebody locally who's living with dementia, mm -hmm. um, I would invite them to check out the, the Memory Cafe at the library. I would also invite them to check out something called the Dementia Peer Coalition. Okay. This is a group of um, people who are living with dementia who have um, come together really to, to have a support group that is run by and for people living with dementia. So mm -hmm. this movement is all about not about us without us. And so uh, on the first Monday at the Calendar House is when that group meets. And if anybody wants information on that, I'm going to give a phone number here that they should call. It's 860-628-3080 and ask about the Dementia Peer Coalition. And this is okay. for people who are early enough on in their dementia that they are um, comfortable talking about it. So they're they're comfortable, you know, being outward, you know, being open about sure. their dementia and inclined to to gather as a group. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different programs, but of course, if anybody has any sort of interest, they can just call just you. Just call and me. Right call direction. me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen some of the the programs uh, change in the in the last year and a half? Is it did it go about as you had thought, or have you had to switch gears a couple of times? I've been just really excited about the town's receptivity to mm -hmm. to this. Um, I've also been so encouraged. Like you know, there's over fifty probably between 50 and 75 people who work for the town who have yeah. become dementia friends. Um, you know, it's just people get this. People mm -hmm. get this. I think one of our challenges as the initiative uh, is sustainability. Right. I think yeah. our group is right now tackling, you know, what happens, what happens in two years? Mm -hmm. You know, how do we keep this going? Because dementia is not going away. Right. You know, if we're, if we're lucky, we can figure this out. But in the meantime, it's not going away. And yeah. so we need to um, just make sure that we keep it on the you know yeah we need to also make sure that we you may remember i don't know you know talking about cancer sure a couple decades ago yeah. it's different than talking about cancer now right. you know when you talk about stigma or aids for example you know that there are things that our society's gotten a handle on in terms of better managing right i think dementia right now is at that point where it's it that those that diagnosis is a scary one it's mm -hmm. it's it's not curable Right. Um, we need the support of the community, but part of that is um, having the community be receptive to, you know, getting rid of the stigma. You know, right. It's not a not a character flaw. It's a no. it's a disease of the brain, right. and just like any other, we have to sure. we have to just you know support each other. In yeah. It. yeah, and very much like cancer, people progress through it at, at different rates, and some you know right. some people can live with it for a very long time. Right. Some people, not so much. And we're all at LiveWell, which is, by the way, why we changed our name from the Alzheimer's Resource Center to LiveWell, is we wanted to take the disease out of the name uh, and, and just focus on living well right. and resilience. And um, it's I've met some amazing people mm. who are who have really chosen to take this diagnosis and, and just 
you know, advocate and find mm. purpose. And you remember Bob from sure. your dementia right. session, who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's probably between oh, over four years ago. Yeah. And he believes strongly, and I believe too, that mm -hmm. his advocacy, his um, he's one of the founders of the Dementia Queer Coalition wow. uh, support group, uh, that, that um, having purpose really mm makes a difference. Sure. So we have another gentleman, uh, Charles uh, Mikulak, who was diagnosed with uh, FTD, which mm. is another kind of dementia, um, who is in Bob's capacity joining okay. in delivering the Dementia Friends sessions and telling stories to make it very relatable sure. for the folks who are attending. Um, he too has just blossomed mm. in his, in his gr a very gracious sharing. I mean, when you think about it, to spend your time helping to share your experiences so that people might better understand sure. dementia and uh, what, a, what a gift that is to yeah. all of us. And through these programs, have you had more people with dementia want to come forward and help? Slowly, but yeah. surely. And, yeah. and I think, and I'm so grateful for you having me on your program here, because I think that that's a it's, a it's a process that I sometimes get a little frustrated like where you know how do we how do we engage yeah. people but you know what it's it's up to them mm -hmm. and 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 it's a personal decision sure. and nobody knows how they would handle their diagnosis and whether yeah. they want to be you know whether they would find this interesting and find purpose in this right. uh, or whether they want to just jump in the RV and tackle <laughs> right. the bucket list. Yeah, you know? okay <laughs> it's too. a very that's personal decision. Sure. We just want to make sure that our community is there for them no matter what. Yeah. So where do you see this going over the next year or so? Well, over the next year, I'm really, I'm really hopeful that we can, um, you know, find that first uh, dementia friendly restaurant. And we're mm -hmm. in conversation with a restaurant and, and uh, I won't say who it is just yet, okay. but I look forward to really going public about the first dementia friendly sure. restaurant. Um, I'm hopeful that we will get various, uh, you know, sectors trained mm -hmm. we will be piloting a first responder training in the fall, as well as bread for life and okay. their, you know, meals on wheels, sort of, you know, home visitors. Uh, we are just, you know, I want to get into the supermarkets. Uh, the group wants to just make sure we reach a certain level of saturation and then and then just grow it from there right. yeah so right. that everybody in town will be just aware of the movement and maybe participating in some way or another sure see the decal in the door wear one of the dementia friends buttons right. you know right. so whatever way works that, that would be that would be um appreciated yeah yeah if you had unlimited time and resources what would you do what would you change to daydream here a little bit. <laughs> oh, if I had a magic wand, um, I think one of our biggest issues, um, and, and I don't think this initiative is, well, I know we're not addressing it specifically mm -hmm. with transportation, yeah. that, you know, um, people stop driving at some point with this disease sure. and, and, and that varies. And mm -hmm. that's a, that's a decision that they and their families need to make because um, certain kind of, everybody's different, but boy, when that decision is made, and especially if your care partner is working, um, you might be pretty stuck and pretty right. isolated. So if I had a magic wand, we would figure out the transportation. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's um, there's a great start now if we get this bus through town because that then that then connects us to paratransit. It's a federal program that I don't have unlimited knowledge on, but I know that that links even further than from the bus route. Okay. It gives um, it's a uh, disabilities access issue. Um, so I would say transportation is is really key. Okay. And 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 with my still waving the magic wand, <laughs> um, have people not whisper. Mm. <laughs> this yeah. is you know this is another 
right. disease. This yeah. is another thing that we have to deal with. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I think there's really power in being able to say, here's my situation. Here's the support I need from my mm -hmm. friends and family and community. Right. Because very much like, like cancer, as you mentioned, it's either in your family or you know somebody. It's, yeah. You're never more than two, three steps away from it. Well, exactly. And, that's, and, and you know, there's plenty of volunteer programs to get rides to chemo. Sure. or whatever how about volunteer programs where you can get somebody who's living with dementia you know to where they want to go whether it be a dementia peer support group meeting or time at the library or shopping or music on the green yeah, you know absolutely. so how do we pull together and meet all the needs mm -hmm. of people who are living with dementia okay all right as we close it out i'll give you a chance to give your name and all the websites and email addresses and all thank that you. kind of stuff thank you so again it's katie O'Leary Bannister, but Katie O'Leary. Uh, the number, phone number is uh, here at LiveWell, 860-628-3062. And here's my email, K O'Leary, so the letter K and then O-L-E-A-R-Y at LiveWell, all one word, dot O-R-G. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. You coming on. Thank you. 